Hi, this is Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Recently, I caught up with Troy Cooper and the topic of conversation turned to how do you grow workers and form teams for multiplication? Troy began by explaining how he does swarm training. This whole swarm training uh, is, is raising more and more leaders up. Um, Just to, remind us what swarm tra- training is. Yeah, um, well, I learned it from Jeff, the terminology from Jeff Sundell, but... Um, if you just imagine a, you know, instead of a training where one guy gets up and, and trains the whole time, uh, that you've got anywhere from four to we've had as many as twelve trainers hmm. that will get up and each train a different part of the module, and you've got different levels of experience. You've got seasoned trainers. I mean, the lead trainer is usually a pretty seasoned trainer, but you've got people that have never trained before hmm. that are getting up there and uh, are training a module uh, during the training, and um, so it just it allows us to. One, the, the people that are experienced in training see different levels of training. And so, you know, when you got somebody up there that's not that great of a presenter, they can they can see themselves doing this. Hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like, man, you, you're, you're raising people up. We were in Indianapolis last weekend. Uh, somebody graciously donated a car. So I drove, I flew up there with Carter Cox to pick it up. And I thought, you know, let's just throw a training on there. And, um, uh, one uh, woman, Amy Coyle, she's she's a really fruitful laborer, but she'd not done a training before, and um, she was terrified. And I'm like, Amy, you can do this. And so she got up there and she did the 15 second testimony, and she absolutely knocked it out of the park. And afterwards, she just felt the confidence hmm. um, that she could now do this. I, I know it seems kind of silly, but um, like, oh, what is training in front of people? It just, I think they just they take more ownership. Like, I can do yeah. this. So. That would be an example um, of a, of a swarm, um, and and I think the benefits of it. But then you can, uh, you know, for example, um, you know, recently um, we uh, we actually were at Exponential with you, and uh, met uh, a man um, who uh, pastors a church in Pittsburgh that has a vision to multiply churches locally and globally, and uh, so he wanted to set up three touches of swarm training. And so we sent uh, Tom Clark from South Florida as a lead trainer, and we were able to pull um, Brian Champ from Tulsa and Tom Hall from Kansas City and Jared Huntley and his wife Jen came down from from Toronto, and they all were able to do this training together in sync, um, you know, with this with this church. So this church sees, wow, you've got multiple people from multiple cities that have only been doing this as little as three months and as the longest any one of them had been doing this was nine months and um, leading this training. So now those leaders can see themselves doing this and mm. they can see their people doing this and it can expand their vision that this is bigger than just one area. Like this is something that's coming from across you know different parts of the country. Um, so, you know, but these guys now, you know, as they swarm together, they're learning from one another. And I know, Tom Hall's time with Tom Clark really ignited his vision for Kansas City, and he's going home with, you know, I think more, more. He's a he's a stud trainer, but he's going home with more confidence uh, in what you know God can do through him and, and bigger vision. And um, so I, that's one of the additional outcomes of the swarm training is just yeah. cross pollinating and learning together. 
But see, I wasn't even there. Mm. <laughs> no, mm. you can send other people. And that's the whole goal. We do this so that, you know, we can replace ourselves, you know, um, not, I would say, as quickly as possible because you don't want to just be reckless. But, you know, they were well-trained and well-prepared to go and do this. Mm. So, what what else are you observing and learning? Mm. Well, I would say, you know, we've talked recently about the importance of, of critical mass with church. That's something we're really laboring towards. Uh, I think also there's a there's a critical mass with with team, uh, as far as catalytic teams, and um, just the importance of doing this stuff together. Um, you know, even being in the harvest together. Um, I remember a couple of years ago as we were really starting to come around a vision for No Place Left with Jeff Sundell, and I'm laboring down here in Florida, you know, um, it, by myself as a full-timer. I had my nephew, Braden, laboring with me, and um, but, I, you know, I fell as far as the full-timers go. I was by myself, and I'd look at Ron Surgeon and Zach Medlock in, in Memphis, and I was like, man, they're, you know, they're, they're killing it, but they've got each other. And, um, you know, I'd see the David Kaufman and the guys up in Nashville, and it seemed like the people that had at least, you know, somebody else or, or a team, were, it seemed like they were moving further down the field. Um, and so we began praying and fasting for, you know, teammates. And, and you can ask Ray Vaughn and Clint, man, I'm just like, anytime they come down here, I'm like begging them, please come and serve with me. And obviously, you know, God had other plans for them in Houston and other parts of the country, but um, you know, the Lord finally, you know, sent us Carter Cox and Hannah from Oklahoma City, and then He began to raise up teammates out of the harvest. This is in South Florida, South Florida, and so mm-hmm. here we are a year later, and we've got you know five full-time families that were that were all laboring together, and um, and just having that that critical mass. It doesn't have to be five families, but um, you know, we're going after 18 million people across the whole state, so we, it's not just in our city. Um, we're going after the whole deal. And I would distinguish, we've got, these are all team leaders. I say we're a team of team leaders. These people are full-time. Uh, and so they, their responsibility is to get to, to see 4, 4G church. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they're, they're giving, we're giving our lives to. Um, and uh, their responsibility is to, um, you know, see churches catalyzed in the harvest themselves and, and start their own teams, you know, of, of believers that they're training. And so we're a team of team leaders. I'd say that's that's I distinguish that from what we really want to see, and that's bivocational teams. You know, teams of people, you know, from the harvest. And uh, Augie is is an example of one of those. Um, so I guess I would distinguish those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, we you don't need five full time families to reach a whole area. It's just that's what God's given us at this point. But we are we're we're pressing outwards. Um, our rhythm as a team, and it took us a while to get to this point, Steve, we really failed, failed forward, um, what this looks like, but I feel pretty comfortable with this as we, uh, we meet weekly as a team, um, for, uh, for church. Um, and you know, we're doing three thirds and you know, it's all the elements of church together. I mean, for most of the teammates, that's their church. Some are, are still part of legacy church and we're members at a legacy church in town, um, you know, the, the church that brought us down here. Uh, but, but for most, this is where they give, this is where, you know, that this is their church. Uh, and we would say all the, the fruit that we're seeing, um, is, is the fruit of this church. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, so we, we gather weekly for, for church. Um, we gather monthly 
for strategy. Um, you know, we like just yesterday we had a monthly strat meeting. You know, we meet for three hours and you know we use the three thirds as our our format, but we're really looking for um, progress towards towards the vision. And the vision God gave us um, last year was we want to see God establish um, you know four G churches in every zip code of Florida. That's fourteen hundred and seventy two zip codes, eighteen million lost people by the end of twenty twenty. So we're we're looking at what's progress with you know that vision, and um, and then once a quarter we do like a full day strategy meeting. Um, it replaces the you know the three hour one, and um, we we use that time. It's same format, but just we do an iron on iron, where we all you know present our gen maps and really kind of press into you know what's going on ministry wise. Um, we also. Uh, you know, we do scheduled date nights, you know, as couples. Um, and uh, I would say early on, you know, we, we were helping each other out. But for the most part, um, you know, at least are, they're going after the harvest themselves mm-hmm. and uh, with, with other people, you know, that they've raised up out of the harvest. But I think that that um, critical mass of, mm-hmm. of um, and just doing this together um, early on, you know, when it's when it's uh, challenging and, and you don't really know what you're doing and some people are really good in the harvest and some people are you know really good at training and some people are really good at the discipleship piece. I think it kind of helps to to have that accountability to really go out together. Um, I'll use the example of kind of switch over to the to the bivocational team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, well, I guess, um, you know, in, in that as far as, you know, there's a local team here and then you know, God's given us opportunities to go to, to different cities across North America and the Caribbean. And we're doing the, the three touches of training with, with the weekly discipleship rollout in between. Um, that becomes a filter to not just find a leader on the ground. But I think I think the outcome is it, we need to, to have a team that's formed uh, that's on the ground because that's what is sustainable. That's what happened in Tulsa. You know, with Brian King and Tony Svensson and and those guys, we see that in San Francisco um, with David Kim and Jay Ashcraft and and Brett Butler, a guy that uh, uh, Zach Medlock trained. We see it in Toronto with Jared Huntley and Matt Hess and their teams. They've got like four full-time catalytic uh, families there. Uh, Seeing it in Grenada with Jude Hector and and, uh, the team that's formed there. And I'd say we saw it recently in Indianapolis in the Midwest. Um, you know, we had some folks from Chicago and Dayton and, um, and Southern Illinois that they, I think together as team, um, it, it seems to be more sustainable. Um, that's going to move things forward. What Uh, you're describing is at, at every level you're working with, mm -hmm. you're training workers and building teams. It's not that if you don't have a team. God can't use you to catalyze movement, and we've seen that happen. I just think yeah. I'm noticing in the North American context, it's more sustainable if mm-hmm. you've got a team together. Well, let me give you can I give you an example mm-hmm. of one of the recent teams that formed to kind of illustrate it. Um, so, um, in the county just north of us uh, uh, is St. Lucie County, 140,000 lost people, um, and or 200,000 some 240,000 lost people, and. Um, we just were really praying once Scott and Kim moved up to Michigan, like, all right, who, who's God going to use to reach that area? And, um, and we had 
three different families that we, you know, Augie, obviously we met, you know, because he's downstream of Scott. Uh, but then we met two other families from trainings. And this is, again, one of the values of trainings. Uh, we trained some legacy churches. And, um, and one I met at a conference up in Atlanta at uh, Johnson Ferry. Um, who happened to live in our backyard. You know, he lived in he lived in Jensen Beach. So we have the Smiths. He's a restaurant owner. We have the Lewandowskis. He's a tattoo shop owner. And we have the Martins. He's a carpenter. And they all had a vision to reach uh, the area. And uh, so we prayed, and, and um, I saw that they, you know, we met with them personally and spent time in the harvest with them. And and, and I, you know, part of me was like, I can't do this myself. But the other part was, you know, just realizing, hey, let's form, a, let's see if we can't form a, a bivocational team. So um, I just threw it out there to him, like, hey, would you guys be willing to commit two nights a week? And again, I learned that from Jim McKnight, the importance of commitment. And I think, I think his weekly commitments are a little different than mine, but just the importance of your bivocational. Can you give me two time blocks a week? And um, so they, they all said, yeah. So. They meet Sunday nights for, you know, a Timothy church or training church. We call it a team church. Um, and then they meet on Wednesday nights, and they go out in the harvest together. And uh, so when we started the first week, you know, we said, hey, let's, let's take three hours. Um, we rotate homes. And we just, you know, we, had, we started going through the commands of Christ together using the three-thirds. And we spent that first night kind of, you know, we, we spent an extra time, the couples around the table, just kind of learning, you know, how'd you get, how'd you meet, you know, what was your engagement? Just some simple things to get to know each other, to break the ice. Cause you know, they didn't know each other. They, we were the common denominator. So I think bringing them together. Um, and then, uh, but I think it was that, you know, so, so at, at the church time, they're, they're getting trained, you know, they're learning how to do this, but they're also Steve, they're, they experience community. I mean, just a depth of community together. As uh, and you know, the way we do it is we assign different roles and including to the children. So you've got, you know, one kid that's that's picking the songs for the worship, another kid that's praying, and you know, we've got kids. Our kids model the Lord's Supper. So each time we we meet, um, you know, usually it's the kids that are leading the Lord's Supper, and a lot of times the kids are telling the story for the the look up portion. And um, so it's it's just, but it's but it's not just like kids church. I mean, it's rich. I mean, we're really worshiping and learning from the the Holy Spirit from the Bible. And um, so that weekly church time, they're training, but they're forming community. And we're, we learned this from Jeff uh, in Houston a few months ago, is we're setting a goal. What does God want us to do as church, you know, with what we've just learned today? And then separately as a family, you know, what setting their obedience goals for the week. Um, that has been huge. And then Wednesday nights, them going out in the harvest. Uh, I mean, two of the families were, were petrified. And now they're they're training others. They're they're you know uh, there's one family that's that's part of a legacy church and they've they've trained their small group and that church has them as now official church planners in the community. Um, so this Steve, this only started seven weeks ago, and I just did um, I met you know I meet with the guys uh, during the week uh, and did um, kind of a mini iron and iron. Had them just kind of map out their gen map and. They have seen in the last seven weeks um, close to 50 baptisms, and some of those are second gen and even uh, a couple cases of third gen baptisms. They've seen eight churches or, um, you know, uh, most of them are church uh, or discipleship groups started. 
Um, and I'm not counting the fruit that happened in Monterey. I mean, if you want to count Monterey, mm. you know, you've got 60 households that came to faith and that's out of that, that church, you know, mm. this church, this team church that started seven weeks ago. And so, I mean, they're literally, uh, you know, functioning L2, uh, on the brink of being, becoming an emerging L3 team. Um, so, the, so and the two key elements, Troy, um, are the two rhythms, uh, mm-hmm. we'll do team church and mm-hmm. uh, around a three-thirds model, and people mm-hmm. can jump on the movements.net and, and learn about three-thirds discipleship. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're being the church, mm-hmm. and the other rhythm is, and we're going to be out in the harvest planting churches, and this is a weekly commitment. That's right. Um, and that also pre-selects who gets into this group. It's not just uh, typically a church. You know, anyone can confront up. Mm-hmm. But but there's some intentionality about um, you being church together, and we're also in the harvest. That's right. Well, and we had seen ahead of time. I, I think that's where that the training becomes a filter. Um, we noticed ahead of time that this was something they all were called of God to. Um, they all had vision for. They didn't necessarily all have the demonstrate that the skills yet. You know, as far as um, you know knowing how to do the tools. But I think it was once we saw that that vision uh, and that calling, uh, bringing them together is what really launched them forward. Right. Well, uh, Troy, that's been really helpful today. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll post some links to where people can follow up some of the things that you've mentioned and, and even unravel some of the terms you've used. So um, <laughs> it's been good to catch up, mate. <laughs>